If you have an unquenchable thirst to crush your bucket list, relentlessly pursue your dreams, and live life on your own terms, then turn up the volume and tune in. You're now listening to Zeph and Moses Blacksburg on the Year of Purpose podcast. This episode of the Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. Hey everyone, this is Zephan Blacksburg from the Year of Purpose podcast, and today we have another episode for you, and we're featuring Robert and Bill from the Rusty Lion Academy, and I don't want to give away too much of who they are, what they do, what a Rusty Lion is just yet, <laughs> so you guys, I am going to actually jump in right with you, and I know you have a story that you wanted to start out with, so let's go ahead and start there. Well, we were, and, and by the way, Zephan, thanks so much. And Bill, say say hello there. Oh yeah, hey hey, uh, Zephan's audience. <laughs> we we had so much fun hanging out with uh, Zephan's website and his materials and his previous podcast that we we are totally motivated and energized. We're sitting here next to each other down on vacation at the beach, but I can't think of something else I'd rather do today than than have this conversation. Good good stuff. So 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 anyway, we were talking before before the show started. And we were thinking about, you know, your audience and how many of them just kind of get in places where they're stuck and they feel like, you know, they don't enjoy life anymore and it's just like this continuous, what's the Groundhog Day type thing, you know, where it's yeah, just Bill Murray, over Groundhog and over Day, yeah. again, you know. And so I want to just tell you a quick little story. And by the way, Rusty Lion Academy, uh, basically we are Rusty Lions because we're over 50 years old, yeah. but we deal with young lions and those are entrepreneurial men, business owners, business who leaders. are 30 to 49 years old. So right. that's our clients and that's what we work with. Yeah. So last year, Bill lives up in um, Jackson, Jackson, Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, which is just south of Yellowstone. So we're up there and we're working away and I've got my wife with me and I live outside of Atlanta, Georgia. So now not th- too long because not too long. I'll make it real short. Okay. I'll make it real short. But so anyway, we decide my wife Sandy and I decide that we're going to go to Yellowstone just for a day and, you know, skip work that day and just go up there. So we get up there early one morning. We had drank a whole lot of coffee and we're riding around and we're probably, I don't know, three hours into just the beauty of Yellowstone. And I've got to pee, okay? I've got to pee, and I, it's okay to say, but and there's no bathrooms in Yellowstone whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I pull off the road, and my wife goes, "What are you doing?" I said, "Sweetie, I've got to go to the bathroom." You know, she says, "Well, you can't do it here." I said, "I got to do it. There is no waiting." So I jump out. She's like all mad at me and everything. I take one step. Now there's a lake way down below. It's like a hundred feet down, ninety to a hundred feet down, and I take one step, and I didn't realize but it was volcanic ash and I felt all the way down to the bottom of the uh, thing. When I hit the ground, I went, this is not good. And what I had done, I had totally screwed my knee up really, really bad. So I, I did my business and had to climb back up, but I'd go three or four feet and then slide back down. When I get back up to the car about 10 minutes later, she's like, where have you been? And I'm covered in ash, you know? So I didn't know it at the time, but I'd really screwed my knee up, had surgery, and this is the part that I want your, your people to hear, had surgery, went with four other couples to another city, 
and we're on a Saturday night and we're walking down the street to go to a restaurant which was about a mile away and they knew that I had just had surgery and I'm limping along and just taking my time and feeling bad for me because it had been four or five days and we get down there and everybody's going well, let's slow down for poor Robert and all this kind of stuff we get down to this restaurant and we sit down at this big table there's ten of us together my wife is on my left and this other lady is on my right and we start dinner and you know we're ordering and all and the lady to my right looks at me and she said Robert why are you still limping and I'm like what you know and she goes why are you still limping you don't need to be limping anymore she said it's been like almost a week I'm like no my leg is hurting you know she says it's all in your mind it Has is she, completely it wasn't she a PT she was a physical therapist she said Robert after about two days it's all in your mind I said, no, it's not. My leg hurts. I, I've got a lift. She says, go over there and walk to the bathroom. So I stand up and I walk to the bathroom and I purposefully did not limp. And I made it all the way to the bathroom without limping. And I was going, what the heck, you know? Came back to the table. I said, Paula, that was crazy. She said, yeah, it's all in your head. Your limp is in your head. So going back to the hotel, it was another mile back. I made sure the whole way back that I did not limp. And it caused Bill and I, when I told him the story about it, we started thinking, where are you limping in your life? Our clients. Our clients. Yeah, where where are day. you limping? Only because you're used to limping that you need to quit limping in life. And I think for your audience, so much of that has to do with they've maybe not found their passion and their purpose yet, mm. and they just don't know which way to go. But they're limping through life doing the same thing over and over and over again because nobody has said to him, quit limping. Which so what, Zephon's doing. Which Zephon is doing with your audience in which we want to share today some ways for them to stop limping. So we're back to you, buddy. Very cool. So <laughs> I, I think that's a great story because people get stuck in this cycle and a lot of it is in your head. Um, right. You know, a topic that I've brought up recently is, uh, you know, how significant is your life? Are you, do you have a significant other or a significant life? Are you placing your, uh, you know, your destiny in other people? Mm. Or are you taking control of your life? I'm not saying, you know, don't listen to your wife or anything like that, but right. but where is your significance? Right. Well, and, go ahead. Yeah. I, well, and I was just going to add, you know, it's it's like no one has shown us that it's possible yet to do otherwise, much like you said with limping. No one told you to stop limping yet. Well, we well we think, we, you know, Robert and I uh, have been friends for over two decades, so we were lifetime treasured friends. And one of that is one of the reasons for that is we share common beliefs. We don't agree on everything. We're definitely different people, um, which brings kind of a one plus one equals three to our coaching. But one thing that we share in common is we believe every soul, every human being, was um, built on purpose for a purpose, and we believe that the world needs, requires, is yearning for us to step into that desired future that is in our gut. So, so children are awesome in the sense of imagining their future and they, they do it. I want to be Superman. I want to be a nurse. I want to be a this. I want to be a that. I want to be an opera singer. I want to be, and then life tackles them like in football and knocks them down. 
and stops them from moving forward to the point where they don't get up anymore. And, and this is what Robert was doing when he was limping after knee surgery. This is what you're addressing. And so instead of honoring the significance in each human being, whether they're a janitor and they have some awesome role in keeping the building clean, or whether they're a billionaire and they employ 60,000 people and impact their, their families and, 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 and everybody, it doesn't matter. The significance is there when we look at a human being, when we have someone on the other end who's a prospect, who's wondering whether they want to be coached by us. For us, for Robert and I, this is a privilege. This is an honor. We don't know why that person is there, and we don't know how wonderful we are. they are or why, but we know it's there. Yeah. And yeah. so it's discovering that and really starting to live towards that purpose, which, which also we, we always feel it's an intersection of what your greatest strengths are. You know, so everybody has strengths. I don't care who it is. Mm. They do have strengths, and maybe they're not unrealized yet, or maybe they don't know what those are, you know, and we help people figure that but also with their greatest passion. So it's right. that intersection of what, they're, what they would do for free anyway, right. which they just love, but also where's their strength. And, you know, I guess the, if it's a three-sided stool, you also have, and how can you make money doing that, right. which is very, very important. Yeah, that's so. like that little three circles, your, your what energizes you, what, what you're really good and skilled at, and of course, you know, how, how, how do you earn money? Um, there's a lot of poor artists. Uh, I would be a horrendous opera singer. Um, I could also do things to make money. And Zephon, before the show, we were talking about some of those people who, you know, came out of college, got a job to pay the bills, and then 20 to 30 years later, they they wake up one morning and they go, "What just happened to my life?" So you are earning money, and that's an important component in life. But you you weren't all that time living in your passion and in your give zone and your strength zone. And, and there's great sadness uh, in that, sadness in the human being on the other side of the, the video call with us telling us this story, sadness in the world, sadness in his family. Yeah. But these moments were lost. You know, the, the second that just ticked by will never come back to us again. The chance for me to contribute um, will never come back to me again. I, ha I have to gr live in the present and, and, and reach for that significance. It's interesting to, to have you say that. So something that I've started to get into lately is journaling. Um, yep. And something that I wrote today, um, you know, in here was along the lines of, uh, I need to make sure that I stay in the present. Uh, I don't want my head to get stuck in the future. I don't want to miss out on this. And I was talking about right. how, you know, I, I just finished writing a book. And last yeah. night, my cousin sat me down and was like, you know, three years ago, we went out to dinner, you were still working at the Apple store and like you were miserable. <laughs> and he said, look at what's changed in the last three years. Right. And I, can I ask you this, you were talking about being present. Mm -hmm. And I think that's such a key. You're not living in the future. You're actually, how, how are you doing that? How are you doing that? Yeah. So a big thing that I discovered for me is that being a creative mind, I'm always on the go, constant ideas churning through. Uh, and I was very fortunate that last spring, so spring of 2014, uh, someone recommended to me just as a way to get more active to try rowing. Mm. And I had never but, been on a crew team. I had never <laughs> really done much water sports, you know, maybe a jet ski here and there on a vacation. Uh, but I, I had no clue what to expect. 
And one of the first things they always said, because these boats are only about as wide as your hips are. Uh, And if you're in a single, it's about 20, 25 feet long and it weighs about 20 pounds. So this thing tips over if I move my hands up or down one way or the other. Um, They always say, keep your head in the boat. And I have up until that point, two years ago, I never found uh, a place where literally the second my foot hits the boat, the second I sit down into that boat, my mind is here. I've never had that moment up until then where there is absolutely nothing going on in my life that I'm thinking about other than, you know, raise your hand, lower your hand, take another stroke, speed up a little bit, turn around, make sure no one's in your way, you know, and, and that was the first time I had experienced this. Um, and so for me, I latched onto it because not only is it a healthy thing, it's a social thing. I've created a whole new group of friends. Uh, I actually am super excited because tomorrow I have a package being delivered of my actual racing jersey. So next oh, year I can race. And you're um, healthier too. Oh yeah, I went from from not knowing how to row in probably May of last year to uh, I was prepping for a race last month that was 21 kilometers and that was in an eight person boat but my version of preparation was taking out a single myself and rowing 18 kilometers on my own in two hours. Nice, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, I think that's a great example um, of setting a goal for yourself which is out in the future but recognizing that to get to that future, like say maybe a year ago you couldn't row 18 kilometers in a single single boat and and so um there was this i want to be out here and and you and and we always make our clients say i am rowing 18 kilometers in other words not i will it's i am and then the question is well what did zephon have to start doing in may of 2014 every day so that when he went out there he could do that well it was i have to you know, be present in the boat. I have to know my hip position and my weight, and I also have to know if the boat tips over, you know, how to get out and how to turn the boat back over and all these sort of things. There were skills that you did on an incremental basis. And, and so it's this combination of having a future, having a destination, but not being out there all the time, like you said, to where you don't take those steps day to day. If you want to, where do you live, Zephon? In Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore, Maryland. What if you wanted to walk your way to San Francisco, California? That was a dream that you had. So you're going to point yourself that way. If you sit in your easy chair and you just talk about that, I'm going to go to San Francisco, I'm going to go to San Francisco, and you never take that first step, put your backpack on and take a step and keep moving down the route that you've planned out for yourself, you never head westward. A lot of people are like that. Someday I'm, they're, they're commuting in traffic. They're, they're in a corner office, they're in a cubicle, and they go, you know, someday I'm gonna. And that's all it is. It's a I'm gonna. If I'd only. Yeah. If I'd only. And what, we, and what we encourage your audience to do is not say I'm gonna, say I am. Let, let me explain oh, yeah. that real quick. Just, and this is a psychological thing that your audience really needs to understand. When you're coming up with a destination, we would call that a goal. And, and we, we can go into this in more detail, but we do like 90-day goals with people. But you, you have your audience, each member who's listening right now, they have two parts of the brain. They have a subconscious mind and a conscious mind. The subconscious mind is huge. It's about 97% of your brain, and your conscious mind is about three. Anytime you set a goal, your subconscious mind is going to fight you on the goal. 
your conscious mind, which is only 3%, is going to go, yeah, that's awesome. Like I'm going to do, you know, 18 kilometer race and, you know, down the road, I'll be able to. But your subconscious mind is going, no, you're not. <laughs> you're going to be sitting on a couch and you're going to be watching TV and you're not going to do any of this stuff because I don't want you doing this stuff. You have to control the subconscious mind. And one way to do that is you state your goals in the present tense, not the future tense. Okay, that's what Bill was talking about. You don't say, I'm going to whatever. You state it in the present tense, I am. I am or I have are really good ways to start goals, just so you know. And also a very, very important thing too for your subconscious mind, make real, real sure that you put a date in there. Don't say by the end of the year, say by December 31st, or you know, don't say by the beginning of the quarter, say by October 1st, I have or I am, whatever, and go down that way. But it's really, a lot of it has to do with psychology of the brain and making sure that you're stating things the right way so that your subconscious mind will believe and go after it. So, so the system, there's science behind this, yeah, not, yeah. not that we're scientists, but it's the reticular we, activation. We read scientists very well. Yeah, we have <laughs> we scientists, scientists, we, we yeah. read a lot, and we have scientists who talk to us because we're always curious, but the reticular activation system is this subconscious process that, that, that humans have had since, since our, our first ancestors, yeah. and it's to be able to perceive the environment around us, and that time it was basically to keep us alive. And so the reticular activation system was processing like a computer gazillions of data points that were around us. Like, what was that glint over there? Was that a saber-toothed tiger? Or what is that track on the ground? Why is that stick turned over and broken? You know, because it's danger or it, it might be, there's water there or it was the basics. But now the reticular activation system still exists if we let it. Now one thing that we we don't do is uh, is uh, we, we fill our mind with so much noise that the RAS system can't work and that's you know looking on your phone you know getting all these notifications and noises. Okay. Living in the future yeah. like you were talking about. Your brain is in the future as opposed to being present. Yeah, yeah. so here's here's how we we train the RAS like Robert said. So So it's the horse and rider concept. The horse is your subconscious mind big, powerful, and the, 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 the rider is the, the little jockey the, the, who weighs like what? They weigh like 100 pounds, 112, 112 pounds, you know, weigh, yeah. and a horse weighs how much? I don't know, a ton. But yeah. anyway, our future, our desired future, our destination is where our conscious mind wants to go. But what we have to do is we have to create that desired future that, like I said, with some, some of our High-powered clients, maybe I told you this offline, they create their desired future and we read it back to them and tell them to close their eyes and tears have come down their face because that is so powerful to them. That is exactly what they're called to do and they finally have defined it. It's been there in their gut, but they finally have defined it. What happens now with the RAS? The RAS now it's processing all these data points and you begin making decisions and you begin absorbing information. It's like you, you go to shop for a red car and all of a sudden you're going, you, that's the car you want. Everywhere and all of a sudden go, everywhere you go you see red cars and you never saw them before. So as your desired future, you jump into that time machine, as it be, you make it more and more real. Your RAS, you're training your RAS system to say, this is where I want to get there. Help me out, subconscious. Help me out. 
What do I, what am I not seeing? What decision am I not making? What person should be in my life? And pretty soon those people come, those like you probably have a gazillion stories on how you got that book published. That's one of the hardest things to do on the planet, especially if you're not a natural writer. But all of a sudden you've got a book. You had to make all those decisions along the way and you had to find all those people and get that content written. It's magic. And this is what your audience, to have a year on purpose, you actually want to have a life on purpose one year at a time. Yeah. Does that make sense? And the way to do that is to get that RAS, I mean, like your nuclear power plant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, for me, the way I looked at it was, you know, why should I be like everyone else who sets these goals of, oh, you know, I'll lose the 20 pounds, I'll get into better shape, I'll eat better. You know, they, they make these goals at the beginning of the year. And I, I started to look at myself because I, I came back from a, a 3,000 mile road trip that actually transformed my life. Uh, my cousin and I took a 3,000 mile road trip around uh, the United States and we got back on uh, New Year's Day. Um, and, you know, so I'm coming into town, driving up through DC where maybe 30, 40 minutes out from home. And that's where I was thinking, you know, what are my goals? What do I want to do this year? And I'm like, wait a minute, th this is all wrong. Because if there's any one thing that I know, it's that this is what has failed millions of people for a very long time. Right. And so I kind of flipped it on its head and was like, what if we make the year the goal? What if as long as I promise myself that every day I wake up, every little piece of this year, I'm making my best day, I'm making my best effort, I'm putting my best foot forward. What if I did that? And it's crazy to sit here. So it's, you know, middle of October right now at the time of recording this. And at the beginning of this year, uh, I was very lost and confused. Mm -hmm. Now I've got an even more successful business that has doubled year over year for the last three years. I've got a book that's getting ready to be published that I would have never imagined. I think I just saw from the formatter, it was about 170 pages. I didn't even know I had that much stuff to talk about. <laughs> right, yeah. Um, you know, I've interviewed over 100 people so far this year. Uh, you know, everywhere from New Zealand to the UK in the same day. Um, and it's just amazing to see what happens when you kind of rewire this thinking, rewire the brain, and start to look at things a little bit differently. Yeah. And you chose to stop limping. You chose to mm. stop um, planning your year the, the way that you'd always been planning. You had a paradigm shift on New Year's Day and therefore you have been intentional mm. about moving towards your desired future and you sense the call. Every time you wake up and you open your eyes, you said, I want to have the best day possible and that is honoring your, your, what your gift to the world, what what we need from you, Zephon, what your audience wants from you, you're honoring every day by being the best Zephon possible, and and with with that, I I mean you're unstoppable. You have infinite influence if you continue. I, I mean, how old is this guy? Seventy six. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we we know people who are even older than us who who are who don't have the horsepower that you've got. Yeah. So. Um, I mean, your audience really needs to be laser beaming in on your episodes if they want to have a life like you're crafting for yeah, yourself. Yeah. And real quick here, let me cut in to say that because uh, I don't want it to come off as, oh, he woke up on New Year's Day and everything just got better. Uh, right. And this is something that you guys can really relate to is maybe explain a little bit more about what it means to be a rusty lion and <laughs> why there were so many 
struggles that came together to make that possible because you know it's very easy to come out here on the podcast and talk about the successes the wins the things that have happened this year but you're not seeing the failures the disappointments the pain the injuries uh i've been to the hospital you know like that it's i'm not this guy who wakes up every morning uh the healthiest as can ever be never getting sick everything's perfect i mean in a sense i am also a rusty lion much like many other people Hmm. I was I was going to say just just kind of an answer to that, Bill and I. We help people have extraordinary lives, but we do know this for sure. And on our podcast, we one of the questions that we always ask when we're interviewing people is uh, we say that rusty lions are lion in life and rusty in you know character. Character, and what that means is many many times. Our deepest scars or our deepest failures give us the biggest wisdom and sometimes lead to the greatest successes that we mm-hmm. have. And so we can look back on our lives, um, and we've had a lot of success, but we've also mm-hmm. had some uh, massive, you know, catastrophic failures. I, I, I lost my my biggest scar was losing my wife ten years ago to cancer. Mm. And you know, I'm a different person today. And we had to battle cancer together for three years before she passed away. But, but you know, this sounds crazy. And it sounds crazy when I even say this. But there was so much I learned through that journey. And, and I can literally tell you that I'm a much better man now than I was before she got cancer. And I didn't want to lose her, obviously. But great things can happen through that type of adversity. So we're definitely not going to tell you that, yeah, we got it all together and and, you know, we never had these scars or battles that we've gone through and all that kind of stuff. Expect them and even Embrace invite them. them into your lives yeah. because that's when you grow. That's yeah. when you really do the biggest amount of growing. I'm not saying death, but I'm saying business failures or problems that you go through. Yeah. Man, you learn persistence and that kind of stuff is invaluable. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, in the mornings, uh, we, ha- we have what we call our, our warrior morning routines. And uh, one of that is uh, exercise, and and one of the things I do for exercise is I, I ride a bike, and um, he rides. I try, a, I he, tried, ride, he rides a bike very well, like national champion. Yeah. So anyway, I did try. Uh, by the way, I did try and row. <laughs> I lived in Saratoga Springs on the lake one time, and there was a, a rowing uh, venue there. And and um, Zeph and I, I almost drowned. So I really respect the fact that you can stay in the boat because I fell over all the time. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Here's the deal. Yesterday, um, I was listening to uh, Joe Pilch's podcast. He was uh, interviewing. Um, oh gosh, but it, I'm I'm sorry, I can't remember. But it was a great episode, like episode number two thirteen, I think. And um, I stopped to record a little one or two minute video that we send out to our our audience, and it was this: greatness comes from hard. Greatness is found in the realm of messy. Always. There, there is no greatness found in easy. Mm. And so the reason the lion is king of the jungle is not because he's not scarred. If you get close to a lion, which we don't recommend, but you will see battle-earned scars on that lion, which made him so smart, so wise, so crafty that he does not lose. And so this is the power of the rusty lion. This is the power of life. And so I cut this video and I said, do you have the courage to act or do you have the courage to cower? 
Because in the face of adversity, in the face of your year on purpose, in the face of your life on purpose, in the face of your greatness, the thing that's calling you to get unstuck and to stop limping, are you choosing the courage to act? Because you had to choose to be to row crew. You had to figure it out. You, you, I know you fell in the <laughs> water a lot. In. You fell in a few and times. And I know you ended up in the hospital because you just talked about that and all these sort of things. The question is, you had the courage to do those things and you could have cowered. And either one is a decision. Yeah. Like people say, oh, well, I just can't make that decision. You just made a decision. And so we always, it's black, it really is black or white. It's left fork, right fork. It's A choice, B choice. And we always want to, you know, amplify voices like yours because we want audiences to hear, don't choose the left fork, go right, choose your greatness, act, have courage, it's hard, get over it, whatever, it's never going to be easy. And, uh, you know, that, that's where the rusty lion um, kind of comes. And, and the rusty lions that we know and that we nurture in our community are the people that want to give back. And they want, what they want to do is they want to shortcut young lions like you. We want to shortcut your way to success, and we want to minimize the amount of failure. We'll never stop your failure. You will fail. If you're reaching, you'll fail. If you're a rock climber, you'll, you'll reach and you'll fall. That's why you're on belay. But the question is, we can shortcut it and we can make it a tad bit easier. And, and, that's, and that's the goals of Rusty Lions. I mean, we're handing the reins, just like the lions do out in the pride. We're handing the reins over to the young lions of the world. Uh, but we do so through mentorship and coaching and guiding and teaching. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. And I, I definitely want to just bring things full circle real quick here before we end up. What is your lasting piece of advice? You know, I, I mean, you had a good thing that you pulled out of Joe's podcast there. Um, is, is there anything else to you that really rings true? You know, when I go out and row, uh, a lot of the times we're doing race pieces and race practices, and I might be out there for two hours on the water, you know, gunning it full speed ahead. And a big thing that comes to mind for me, and, you know, it, it's different for everybody, but mine is always uh, this image that I've seen before of uh, these rowers lined up in a room, and there's this mural painted on the wall, and it says, if I pass out, please note my time. <laughs> and that's what, I, that's what always comes back for me. Yeah. And, and so I'm just wondering, is there any lasting piece for you guys that, that really just pushes people forward, that pushes you forward, that drives you every day to greatness? I had a different answer until the very end of what you just said. But listen, let, let me just tell you the, the advice that I would give. And, and I don't want this to be taken as self-serving, but if we never talk to anybody in your audience, that's great too. Find great coaches and mentors for your life. Yep. Okay. I did it. Uh, I came super short, but I came from a broken household and was really going down the wrong way. And there were several men that just happened into my life who were extremely successful. And I still don't know why they took an interest in me, but they changed the course of my life. And back in 2002, uh, I hired a coach. I was just kind of burnt out with what I was doing. I was a vice president of a software company, just done with that. I was done. And I wanted to go to the next level of my life. So I hired a guy. Five months later, I was in a complete, I, I'd started my own business. 
uh, speaking around the country, doing different types of things. There was no way I could have done that without his help. No way, because I just could not see the path. And so inviting those people into your life, I think, especially for your type of audience, mm. is the smartest thing that they could possibly especially do. Especially at their it, ages. It really, yeah, at a young age like that, you can go so many different fuel. places, but you got to have somebody with some wisdom by you helping guide you down that road. So th that's what my answer would be. Bill. And I think my sign-off is um, with every person that we talk to, um, we know that they can be more than they've become so mm -hmm. far. Mm -hmm. We know it. They we have some sort of unrealized potential. Absolutely. Yep. And we don't know what that is, and they could be the most successful person on the planet, but we know that they can be more. And, and, and we want to inspire that. We want to encourage that. Um, in everyone because we know that that builds a better world and 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 that truly is uh, Robert and my my calling yeah. is to you know build a better world one leader one business uh, one man one family at a time and so what we encourage your audience to do is to stay plugged into your your uh, episodes yeah. to buy your book uh, Zephon and to know that what they feel deep in their gut or late at night when they're sitting in the dark or when they don't want to wake up in the morning and face another day or where they're unsettled in the in the commute it's it's that future it's that unrealized potential it's that be more than you've become calling them one of our favorite clips that they should go watch is on YouTube when Mufasa talks to Simba you know Simba's now a young lion Mufasa's dead and Mufasa speaks to Simba and at that moment the switch flips for Simba and he realizes that he is a king and that the king resides in him and he's been ignoring that. Don't, you know, listen to Zephon out there, your purpose audience, and let him be your Mufasa and let him call out the, the king and the lion of your life and, and go be that that we need you to be. Awesome. I think we couldn't end it any better way. And I want to make sure that people can stay in touch with you guys, can learn yep. more about what you're doing. What is yep. the best way for people to find out more and to check out what you're doing? So I, I think there's two good ways. Uh, one is, of course, we have a two-episode weekly podcast. One is a conversation between Robert and I about our coaching, our curriculum, and uh, you know, giving actionable insights, uh, drawing from the curriculum to, to our listeners. And the second is Robert interviews, usually rusty lions uh, around the world. We've had some incredibly successful uh, lions, rusty lions who have a heart to give back. And so Robert, Robert is a great interviewer host. That's uh, Rusty Lion Podcast. Rusty Lion Podcast. Yeah. But here's here's what we would propose for you if you give us the green light on this. The way to connect with us is to go to this private page that we're going to set up just for your audience. Uh, we can call it RustyLionAcademy.com forward slash uh, year of purpose. Here's what we're going to do. We've got some exercises that our coaching clients pay us a ton of money for. And it's going to start off with exactly what I think your audience, some of your audience has probably already done, but most haven't. Here's what we want you to do. Go to that page. Get the free gifts that we're going to put there. We're going to give you our time machine, our 25-year desired future time machine exercise. And you're going to create that future that's going to bring tears to your eyes. Then we're going to give you the one-year roadmap. So we call it the, the intentions on what do you want to do like you did. 
you on New Year's Day, you said, this year I'm going to whatever that is, and we walk you through the exercise. And then we're going to teach you how to do that one step at a time through 90-day goals. And this is the process. I mean, our clients pay us a ton of money. They get a ton of value, but this is the fundamental start for every one of them. And if you, it's okay with you, um, your, your audience can get that you know, through, through that uh, webpage and through our website. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. that's amazing to to share that with them. And just again, it's it's rustylineacademy.com slash year of purpose. Forward slash year of purpose. Year of year purpose. Of purpose. Yep. yep. Cool. Just want to make sure we got that right. Well, yep. Robert and Bill, it's been great having you guys here today. Obviously, I want to let you guys get back to the amazing weather and uh, vacation <laughs> that you're on right now. For yep. me, it's probably a cold 50 degrees outside here today, so <laughs> I'm going to stay inside for right now. But uh, appreciate you guys being here today. And definitely... Love what you're doing, and we're cheering you on, okay? Great yep. job. Yeah, yep. I'm looking we're forward to you staying in touch. Yep, thank okay. you. This episode of The Year of Purpose is brought to you by our brand new book, Life Rescripted. Find your purpose and design your dream life before the curtains close. If you want to be the first in line to receive a free digital copy from me, all you have to do is head on over to www.liferescriptedbook.com to find out more. I've discovered what I think is the world's most effective process to design your path in life. It'd be a shame if I didn't share it. In Life Rescripted, you will discover the number one strategy for determining your life purpose and how you can start a new path today. The 5X life hack rule for accomplishing your dreams and designing your life on your own terms five times faster. The ultimate solution for fear and how you can leverage it right now to make this year your best year yet and so much more. Reserve your spot in line to get a free copy at www.liferescriptedbook.com and I will see you in the next episode.